This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is our weekly visit with our Cyclone Radio Network crew. I have Eric Heft and Ryan Harklaw joining me as we take a look back at Iowa State's really impressive win against West Virginia and what they'll have to do to win this week at Oklahoma State. We hope you enjoy this visit with Eric Heft and Ryan Harklaw. Guys, you really got to credit Tom Manning for his ability to kind of improvise, I think, a week ago. And, you know, you had started to mention at Hark where they were getting Jalen Knoll involved in different ways, and they ran a nice reverse with him for 27 yards. But the thing I loved was putting Grant Triber in there for seven plays during the course of the game to help get that run game going. And, man, once Iowa State got the run game going, just like we thought, everything kind of opened up in the offense. It did. Now, you look at that offensive line, I thought they played really well on Saturday. And and not just playing well, I think they've, they've been where they needed to be all year and done what they needed to do. But I thought on Saturday they were extremely physical, you know, where they really were aggressive and had some pancakes and, and, and moving bodies and did a really nice job on Saturday. And then pass protection as well was really good throughout the day. And again, yeah, there was a there was a em- emphasis, obviously, to run the ball with Triber in the game. Uh, but again, throughout the whole game, I just thought that they – they made a point that we were going to get this done today. Obviously, they heard enough talk about it, and I thought they did a nice job last Saturday. That, you know, and also you know, having healthy running backs sure made a difference, too. You know, I think the whole thing, I, I just think it gave the offensive line probably a psychological boost, too, to know they had you know, their top two running backs were, for the most part, healthier, certainly healthier. And just I think psychologically, there's so much in, in this game of football, any sport, really. Uh, but once, you know, once you get the run game going a little bit, you start playing downhill football. And that's what we did. And it really showed, especially in the fourth quarter. Guys, was that Hunter's best game? I know he's had some good games and his numbers weren't as gaudy maybe in this game as some others. But all around, was that his best game? I believe it was. You know, you look at what he did and the decisions he was making, how he ran the field. And, you know, he ranked out actually is probably his best game as well statistically. But I just think he ran a really good game. But, again, back to what you just said, that run game as a quarterback is just – it's it's unbelievable what it does for you from mentality and what the field looks like and what guys have to commit to the run, you know, trying to stop it. And so, in my opinion, I think that was his best game. I think he was really calm and knew what he wanted out of the play. If it wasn't there, he wasn't taking too much. And, and I just thought he really called and played a good game on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think it might have been. I, I thought the Texas game, but once again, two plays, you know, the interception and the fumble pretty made the difference in that one. But uh, I think he was able to avoid the mistake, and I think it's just part of the overall maturation you know, of a young quarterback. I mean, he's just getting better and really seeing things well. But I think he's playing with great poise right now, and I think that's really huge. I think the sky's the limit for Hunter still. Yeah, Eric, you're right. You, you said the Texas game. I agree with you after you said that. A lot of what he was doing in both those games that I think were common is he was rolling out. He was moving the ball when he was throwing the ball on the run and getting, the, you know, playing the game of football versus kind of sitting there and, you know, in the pocket trying to check down through two or three receivers. As he got moving, just played. You're right. I thought he was really good at Texas as well. How much do you guys think that's by design? Do you, do you think Coach Manning and Coach Gordon are, are intentionally moving him off kind of a set spot to try to – open up his game a little bit? 
I believe they did. I think when you look at the Texas game, I think that's exactly what they wanted to do. And and I think Eric made that a really good point there is he had a great game there and it allowed him just to be an athlete. And sometimes if, you know, your golf game's struggling, for example, and you're trying to get that swing dialed in, you actually make it worse. And when you're just playing and being an athlete, that's when it all come back together for you. And I think that that's what they wanted, just to get the kid to run around and feel comfortable on the field. And I really do believe that was on purpose. You know, and I think just the feel that he's developing for it, too. I mean, you know, when he he's going to slip out of the pocket, whether it's designed or not. I mean, those those are kind of the things that experience, you know, and repetitions in game situations yeah, really make the difference. And, yeah, I, I think they're trying to find ways, you know, it's still a learning process for what the coaches believe that Hunter can do and what Hunter believes he can do. And I think they're really kind of finding that 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 really good mix right now. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. So what's the best approach this weekend? Because you're facing an Oklahoma State team that was absolutely dominant defensively a year ago, but now with a new coordinator, they're struggling, and they're giving up a lot of yards rushing. Uh, I guess, how do you approach it this week? Do you try to get that same kind of balance uh, in your offense? Oh, absolutely, because they're giving up a lot of yards passing, too. So I think balance is, balance is always going to be the key, and we talk about the lack of balance Iowa State had for some previous games, and we kind of found that balance last week. You have to, you have to strive for that. I mean, Oklahoma State's got a new defensive coordinator, yes, but they also lost some really, really good players on that side of the football i mean a terrific all, all big 12 kind of guy so it, it's kind of a double-edged sword for them and both of them are are kind of dull right now yeah and i think that we lost some a lot of big timers on offense and you look with with uh Brees and and charlie and chase you know and, and and brock and i think teams took advantage of that as you're changing on to the next generation i think we got to do the same thing to this defense and i think teams have taken advantage and found some weaknesses as they transition to the next group of leaders on that defense. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've had our you know, lumps a little bit on the offensive side as we've been a young football team, but I feel like we're getting in the right spot for sure. And I think same thing for their defense. I, I don't think it's just because it's a, it's a coaching change. Like Eric said, I think there's a lot of athletes that went to the NFL um, that, that do make a difference when they're not on your sideline or on your roster. Yeah, we're finding out that Malcolm Rodriguez was a, a pretty great player, not only yeah. at the college level, he's playing really well in the NFL as well. <laughs> I, think we already, I think we already knew that after seeing him forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Isn't that the truth? Hey, speaking of defense, so, you know, Iowa State lost some pivotal guys on defense too. When you're thinking of Greg Eisworth, you know, one of the best to ever play the position at Iowa State and any Wazirike and uh, Mike know, Rose, Mike Rose. Yeah. A, a former uh, big 12 defensive player of the year. And yet somehow Iowa State right now, 12th in the nation in passing defense, 10th in the nation in total defense and ninth in the nation in scoring defense. I mean, to me guys, what we are seeing is an historically great defense for Iowa State. Well, we have a, a historically great defensive coordinator, and I think they've recruited really well. Uh, people have been in this system now for five, six years, uh, you know, and I just think it's just an evolution, and everybody 
has the buy-in. And I think the other thing that really helps transition from one year to the next is, is simply the fact that you have such great class balance. I mean, you look at, you know, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. I mean, there's always somebody ready to step in. I mean, I think that's one of the great things about our roster you know, over the past few years, and certainly this year as well, you have great class balance. Right, so on the defense, you look at how young they are too. So going into the season, you're thinking, well, are they going to be a learning curve this year? What's that going to look like? And what's impressive is on last Saturday, there was times when you're seeing nine freshmen and sophomore on the field. Uh, when Anthony Johnson had his interception, for example, the play before there were nine freshmen and sophomores on the field. And I think that that's just telling how well they've coached these players and they and how well they've, they've developed them and how well, truthfully, the, the peers before them have shown them how to play the game. And I think that that's – really telling in not only the coaching, but the peer leadership that happens in that locker room as well. When you're looking for quality company merchandise, choose Authentic Brand. Known for premium Iowa State apparel, the Authentic Brand label also outfits many prominent national brands. Insist on the Authentic Brand label from your supplier or visit Authentic-Brand.com to get started. And I think, you know, as we talk about, is this an historically great defense? If it is, and, and I do think it is for Iowa State, I think Anthony Johnson's kind of the heart and soul of the whole thing. And I don't know if you guys caught the video of his speech at the commemoration for Jack Trice to get the 100-year celebration kicked off. Unbelievable. This young man is absolutely amazing. And you can just see it pouring out of him how much Iowa State means to him. And, and the growth in that young man from the minute he arrived on campus is one of the great examples I think we'll ever see at Iowa State of Matt Campbell doing what he talks about all the time not just developing a football player, developing a young man. He is, and you talk about Ant Johnson. I think he's a big-time leader in that back end of that defense. And you look at what's back there. You have two sophomores at corner right now with TJ Tampa and Miles Purchase. You have a sophomore with Bo Freeler back there, and you have true freshmen back there with either McGee or with Cooper running the other safety spot. And so he's out there coaching the whole time. And while he's, I think he's had a fantastic year, Anthony Johnson has, and I hope he's going to get on the, hopefully the ballot here for uh, first team all Big 12 because I think he deserves it. But other than that, how he's led the back end of that defense is unbelievable because a lot of those guys haven't seen some of the things that he's seen throughout his career, but how well the defense is playing, especially on that back end of it, you know, and with how young they are, that has to be done with good leadership. I think, I think that uh, Anthony's been a big part of that. Yeah, no question about it. Not to mention making a position change this year and still being a leader at that new position. I mean, I think that speaks volumes about him, you know, but I think the other thing too, in terms of, of his speech, you know, it's one of the great things about college athletics or athletics in general, you know, those are things that can help develop, you know, young, young people and, and turn them into grown men and, and, and women and leaders. They're going to be leaders in our society. And I think that opportunity that sports presents is great, you know, but it's not always taken advantage of. And I think this is a great example of a guy who, who was given an opportunity, nurtured along the way, and has grown into to become quite a person. You know, Hark, I'd, I'd like you to jump in on that a little bit too, because Matt Campbell often uses the word transformational. And, you know, you hear Anthony Johnson or any Uwazarike talking about how they're the first in their family to gra graduate. That not only transforms them, that transforms their families going forward. I mean, you think about, you know, 
what kind of fathers these guys could end up being because of the foundation that they get here at Iowa State. And, you know, generations benefit from these guys coming in here and having the experience that they have in Iowa State football. It does. And it's going to change generations and generations, like you said, John. And and what has impressed me, and this was Coach Campbell first got here, where I felt like, wow, we've got the guy. We've got the one that's going to do this here at Iowa State was his first thing was I have to develop people. And he talked to us about that past players. Like he understands how to win football. He's been around football his life. And, but to him and developing people. And like you just said, generationally, how that can impact everybody is, was very important to him. And then what he's done with the mentorship program and what he's done with this throughout this losing streak that they went through prior to the West Virginia game. You know, he doesn't come into the locker room and blow him up on, you know, everything that's wrong for the day or after the game's over yelling at him. What he talks about is how this is going to tie to life. You're going to go through ups and downs in life. You're going to go through adversity in life. You're going to go to things where you put a lot of time and effort into it, and it's not going to work out. But you don't go bury your head in the pillow and give up on it either. And I think that, you know, I've listened to the last three or four post-game speeches prior to getting this win. It had nothing to do with football. It had to do with developing those players personally, and, and that's what makes him great. And then you get guys like Anthony Johnson doing what he's doing, and he's becoming a great leader in the, in the people and the impact he's going to make in lives. It's going to be unbelievable. But um, Coach Campbell has been committed, and it's not just words. He, he does it. He lives it. And he believes in it. And, and it's fun to see when these players, you know, adapt to that. And it does change their lives and, and just knowing what it's going to do in the future for them. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. All right, guys, let's wrap it up with this. I don't pay attention to this stuff, but I think probably they're was a point spread on the Iowa State Oklahoma State game a couple weeks ago because I think Vegas does advance lines like that. I'm guessing that Iowa State probably was about a two point underdog, or I mean a two touchdown underdog, if this game was uh, uh, projected two weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, Kansas, uh, Kansas State and Kansas blow out Oklahoma State. Iowa State has a good performance against West Virginia, and it's a pick 'em. So, you know, welcome to the Big 12 in 2022 where good luck figuring out who's good and who's not, and especially over the course of a nine-game schedule. It's the most balanced league. It has star power at the top, but top to bottom, no Power 5 league can compare to, to the balance and the depth of the Big 12. And Especially you see Iowa State go out they can win their last few games, which is a real possibility in my opinion. And that would even show that you can lose five games in a row and still be a, a factor and one of the deciders in the Big 12 championship race. Yeah, and what's to come for this conference starting next year? You know, and I think you're adding great teams into the into the mix and where we're going and the TV deal that just came on. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago, everybody, that we were, you know, a little bit scared of what our future looked like. It feels pretty good right now, you know, at the talent level, the ability of these teams, and then where we're going with this TV contract, what Brett Bjormark was able to do to make that happen. So it's, uh, it makes you smile to see where the Big 12 is at right now. It's fun to have unpredictable games, and I think we got another one on Saturday. So, uh, guys, we'll see you in Stillwater. Looking forward to the trip. Can't wait. Yep. Go Cyclones. Today's Cycast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.